0: Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Business of Design. We are so glad you're here, and I'm saying we because I'm not alone. I am with Director of Operations, Cheryl Horn. Hello, Cheryl. Hi, how are you doing? Great. And I'm also with Janine Ladenback who is our programming specialist. Hey Janine. Hey Janine. Wait a minute. You're not Janine. You're Janine. I should know
2: that. How are you Janine? I am doing great. How about you, Kimberly? No, how about, I should think of another name for you. <laughs> I know. I am doing great. How about you, (laughs) (laughs) Timberly? All right. Fair enough. (laughs)
1: and Cheryl. Cheryl, do we have any announcements today? And by the way, we have not been drinking for this podcast. I want you to know we are (laughs) so cold sober in the middle of a Thursday. Cheryl. We must have announcements.
0: What's going yeah, coming on? Off a, yeah, coming off a very long meeting. Though. Yeah. Yes, exactly. um, one thing we have been reaching out uh, to our members about on social media is uh, for suggestions for upcoming podcasts. Um, whether you have a guest in mind or if you're open to being a guest yourself, we'd love to hear from more of our members. If you've been with, you know, Business of Design for a year, you're uh, successfully using Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy or you're working your way through the courses and, um, you know, implementing one at a time, whatever it is, if there's an area of your business that you just, you know, are a rock star at that you think others in our community are going to benefit from, we would love to hear from you. So please shoot me an email, Cheryl at businessofdesign.com. We'll send you an application, everything to fill out, but we'd love to get more of our members on the show um yes because being on the show myself is out of my comfort zone so Kimberly will keep making me come on it if you guys don't so <laughs> as a favor to me step up and uh, <laughs> reach out
1: that was shameless Cheryl that was shameless <laughs> I can't believe how- make that my how- job easier yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh my gosh I was talking to Kathy the other day Kathy's a senior designer with me and I'm like Kathy will you come on the podcast she's like no I'm like, come on, Kathy, you know, no, she just, she hates it. She gets so shy. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And she's worse than me at the conference. If you joined us at uh, the Las Vegas conference this past January, we made her come on stage for that. So we didn't even like hand her a mic. She just sort of like answered questions to me and I had to say it out loud. I'm okay (laughs) on the spot as long as I don't have to like prepare something.
1: Yeah. She was so, so, so shy. That was incredible.
0: Yeah um in a couple weeks on august august 19th we're getting towards the end of the recovery program but we're really happy that you know each each webinar seems to be happening at the right time so uh, we're going to be talking about long-term growth so negotiating success registration is open for that one and then we'll wrap things up uh into september with that um but we're sort of taking it easy this month we're just we've got the one webinar and then you know lots on our plate gearing up to uh relaunch business of design in the fall so That's, uh, that's been a lot. That's what we're all coming down from right now.
1: Oh, yeah. And I'm so happy we have something to look forward to in the fall. As you all know, we were supposed to be in Australia in September. And that retreat was going to go forward. But of course, they're struggling with COVID as well. So that retreat has been moved to March of 2021, which seemed like a really long time ago, you know, four or five months ago, but now it feels like it's just around the corner. So happier days ahead. I'm sure.
3: Welcome to the business of design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too.
1: I miss being all together, though, I have to say. I would rather we were sitting around a pool in Palm Springs right now, but uh, anyway, there you go. Something to look forward to eventually. Exactly, exactly. So Cheryl, this is episode number 183, and we decided today that we would answer some of the questions that we are getting from Business of Design members that are relevant to what's happening right now. And when I say what's happening right now, I mean COVID-19, right, Cheryl?
0: Yeah, well, we had sort of reached out on social media and um, through group coaching and everything and asking, you know, what do people want to hear? Who do they want us to interview and that sort of thing? And and quite a few members reached out saying that they loved when we were doing the VOD alerts and they would basically love an updated version of that. So between group coaching and some of the emails I've gotten, we just thought we would answer some of those questions live. Um, a couple of the ones that are sort of top of mind right now, phones are starting to ring again projects are opening back up so sort of two separate questions we're getting asked about how do you incorporate the changes you're making to your business as part of your new intake if somebody new calls your office and they want to ask about how you're working right now in terms of booking your initial consultation what are you telling them in terms of the changes you're making at that point when it's somebody brand new to your company And for those clients who are calling you to sort of open things back up and get their projects moving again, what's going to be different now that you're back on the job with those clients?
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So two, two separate questions there. I think what you're saying, the first one is when people are phoning, what's my process now during the intake to get them signed up as a new client?
0: Yes. So when somebody brand new calls your office and iSoon's answering the phone, you know, you have your standard intake call, um, your qualifying questions that you ask on every call. Um, How has that changed now that certain new protocols are being in place to make doing that initial consultation safe for you and safe for the client?
1: Okay, good Good question. So I would say that 90% of the qualifying conversation hasn't changed. It's really remained consistent. What's new are clients' questions around, as you said, safety, but also around timing and around, um, you know, timetables in general. So for example, clients will say, um, is it possible to have her come out for a consultation and the answer is it's possible. Let's hear what's happening in your life and what's your situation like. We're actually asking clients to give us some insight into their level of exposure and risk. So at least I can make a decision about whether or not I feel comfortable. And so I went to a consultation last week um, and that was completely outside. She wanted to talk about the exterior of her house and her landscaping, that was a no brainer. Um, about 10 days ago, I went to my first consultation where I was wearing a mask and I was inside someone's home and it seemed perfectly comfortable and reasonable to do that because it was a couple, um, she explained that they didn't have a lot of exposure. They didn't have children living at home and nobody was leaving the house to go to a job. So their exposure was kind of the same as mine, but we still did our best to maintain social distance. I would say if, if you are concerned, you have underlying health concerns, or you're afraid to increase your exposure because of how it might impact someone you love, you're going to want to ask those questions too, just to verify the situation you're walking into, I guess. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think that's the kind of answer people are looking for to sort of, you know, be able to address that and be prepared for those new questions that are suddenly coming up because so many of our, um, you know, members and and things are still answering their own phone and want to be prepared, you know, with the right answers because the questions are certainly being asked. Um, So what about those clients who are calling who you were already working with them, things were sort of put on hold and now it's opening back up? What changes in your process are happening due to again safety protocols what's changing with trades or timelines that sort of thing for current projects
1: this is the area that I find to be the most tricky right now there is such a wide range of people's level of comfort with exposure that I have clients who are saying you don't need a mask don't worry about it and they're almost like annoyed that I would think of putting a mask on in their house. I, don't, I, I know you guys aren't, Janine and Cheryl, you're not going into people's houses. I don't know if you can appreciate that. Maybe that's happening with your friends, but it's almost like, you don't need a mask here. Don't be silly. That's how it feels. And then other clients who are super happy I'm wearing a mask and are really clear we're going to stay six feet apart the entire time we're together and i'm not going to linger in the space with them we're going to do what we need to do and then i'm going to get outside and we're going to finish the conversation outside so that's one thing trying to gauge people's different comfort levels is really tricky and and by the way i have a comfort level too i count Um, So I find like I'm somewhere in the middle between the person who's like, this is crazy. Don't wear a mask. I'm not that person. But nor am I the person who just will only meet outside. So that's tricky. Then you add to the equation. And I just had a meeting this morning with trades and clients on site. My trades as a general rule have far less concern about the virus than I do. So they're just up in my face wanting to, you know, hug. Hi, hey, hi, woo! back off, get away. <laughs> don't come near me, you know. They're not wearing masks. They're not the least bit concerned. And I don't know if it's because they've been out. I'm, I've had, Like a lot of people, I have the luxury of not having to be, you know, working in a factory or at a warehouse every single day. But the trades have been in people's homes, in people's homes, since the beginning of covid and
2: for them it's like this is no big deal you know what i mean does it i don't even know if any of this is making it sense. totally makes sense you know what i found in my interactions with people is when i just announce sort of what my comfort level is um, people for the most part are pretty cordial about following that like if i say i'm not a hugger so let's do a let's do a you know, virtual shake or a virtual mm-hmm. hug, or, you know, I'm going to wear my mask and I'd prefer that we meet inside for the first 10 minutes and go outside. People are, they're compliant. You know, most people I know don't want to throw that back in my face. So, and I feel like my comfort level is, is a pretty um, standard, safe comfort level, and it would be safe to conduct business in that way. So I'm, I'm comfortable to saying here's what I'm doing. And, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that you're compliant or you want to go along with that.
0: That makes sense to me. Yeah, and I think it's managing expectations before you get on the job site. You're not having those awkward moments in front of the client, Uh, you know, reaching out to your trades in advance because things have, you know, you're not just updating your clients on what's different. Um, You know, you're updating your trades as well on what those protocols are because if they're doing that with you and they're returning to a job site that maybe they've had some interaction with your client, just the hi, how are you when they get there, you want to make sure that they're respecting the client's boundaries as well. Right.
2: Yes. And I think too, for those people who are running their own design firms or design companies, each, each company can develop their own protocols. And if you have a trade that maybe works for other designers on your job, the trade follows your protocol. So masks are required inside and out, whatever those protocols are.
1: Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? And here's the other weird thing. I, I would love to hear back from people listening to the podcast. My clients, there's a level of being relaxed around each other that is posing itself in different ways. So for example, I was at a client's house last week and she whips out a bottle of wine and we're in her backyard. She's like, have a drink. I'm like, like, yeah, why not? I mean, I don't normally drink with clients, but suddenly it just seems like the right thing
2: to do. I don't know. It's the weirdest. I think people thing. just want to be ha- happy.
0: <laughs> people want to be happy about something.
2: I don't know. Wine, happy, sort of synonymous. <laughs>
0: it's well, this Feeling like we're all in this together. We're all in this together. You know, like it's it's that everyone's adjusting. There is no, you know, not that there ever was. Like this, this idea that there's a work life ba- balance, as though your work isn't part. You know, it doesn't bleed into the rest of your. Um, life with everything. And now more than ever with your working at home side by side with your kids or, you know, with your spouse, whatever it is, there's no, everyone's life and work and has moved into a single space. So you might be there to work, but it's also just sort of that that there's no divide anymore. And there's this idea that, you know, all in this together and you got to make the most out of everything right now.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. I wonder, you know, when I was first starting out, uh, there was no line between me and the clients in terms of business boundaries. So I was everybody's friend. The clients were my friend. And that turned out to be a disaster because suddenly I'm going for lunch with clients and they're picking my brain, but I don't feel like I can charge them because we're at lunch. Um, And so I had to stop that. And I became like a robot, like a corporate robot I'm not your friend I work for you we're not friends like it was such a like a a wall between me and the clients and I just find that wall is crumbling now I wonder if I was just starting out if that would if it's going to make it trickier for designers to just be aware of drawing a line in the sand between friendship and business it's hard sometimes because we're in people's homes we in their private life, so I feel like well, I'm exactly, a, yeah, yeah, I can navigate it now, but I couldn't have when I was younger.
2: Well, I think one byproduct of this COVID is people are socially starved. So any interaction, whether it be business or social, feels like social. Like, I know I'm socially starved personally. So yeah. I would, if you came to my house, I would offer you a glass of wine just because <laughs> so, oh
0: my god I would
2: totally you know. give you a big hug I would
1: couldn't miss <laughs> myself I would just be all like all up all oh over you there's no doubt about it
2: yeah but one
1: thing I will tell you that one thing I'm really clear on and I have been hammering it over people's heads everything is moving slower right now so yes the phone is ringing but anybody who thinks they want something done now I, we're just breaking that bubble right away sorry not going to happen Just, I could not be more clear about that. You know, I went to approve a sectional sofa this week. We're having a beautiful sectional sofa made out of metal and I just wanted to see it. We'd never used the supplier before. So I went to check it out. I'm like, it's gorgeous. Where are the cushions? Well, the cushion company was up and operating, but now they're not. They suddenly closed. He doesn't know why they closed. Maybe somebody's sick. Who, like, who knows, right? They're just yeah. not there. So he doesn't have the cushions for the sectional. So where we normally would be like, yay, the sectional is ready. Let's deliver. We're, we can't deliver because we don't have the cushions. So the clients, and now here it is, August. So in that particular case, the client I was drinking wine with, I'm like, you know, I just feel like by the time we get your outdoor furniture installed, it's going to be an hour before winter, And everything's going to get damaged, you know, from weather. And it won't feel fresh and beautiful. So she's like, let's just put it in storage until the spring. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. So she's been waiting a year for outdoor furniture. It'll be a full year. So I'm like, okay, we'll put it in in storage and let's drink. Like, what else are you going to do? Yeah. (laughs) Can I have (laughs) some more
0: wine, please? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, it all goes back to transparency for that as well. Like timelines are going to change, you know, whatever, whatever the timeline was, whatever the, you know, situation was before they have to understand so much more is out of your control and things change as long as you, you know, manage those expectations and are very clear on, on what those changes are.
2: And And I think anyone who's a consumer knows that this, this is sort of the the sign of the times. Everything is, all timelines are are flexible they have to be
1: every construction person I know every builder I know is crazy busy Janine's partner is super busy uh, all my contractors are bidding on projects like they are so busy so I don't see timelines improving for at least a year and we all know how this goes everybody sorry I hate to say it because Janine I know we love your partner Um, And he's a great builder, but the fact is they're going to take all these jobs and the timelines are going to be a hot mess because they are not going to be able to complete them all on time. And that's going to impact all of us too. So just, I would just say, err on the side of caution and just tell your clients, everything is taking three times as long. So if you thought it was slow before, it's worse now, love to work with you, but you're going to have to adjust to the new pace.
0: One of the other questions that we were getting You know, I want to say three months ago now was what kind of projects to sort of expect when things start opening up. Has that changed um, now that the phone is ringing and that sort of thing? Are potential clients calling with full projects or is it smaller, like just a bedroom, just a bathroom type projects right now?
1: Well, it's funny, I don't know about everybody else. My contractors are getting big jobs but they're going straight to contractors. Those particular consumers are going straight to a contractor. I'm getting small jobs. I'm getting bathrooms. Uh, I'm talking about a kitchen with one client. We're doing, we're doing a den and a powder room for another client, which is like, just reminds me of 2009, a den and a powder room. I don't know. Wow. You know, and the bad thing about that is our design fees look so high when we're working on small jobs right? Relative to the amount the clients are going to be spending our design fees look enormous. And so that's another thing to prepare your clients for. Yeah, we're happy to do just the dining room if that's what you want right now, but you should know fees relative to the cost of one room will seem high. They're not high, but they will seem Mm -hmm. high. I actually did my very first whole COVID project presentation last week. So I met the clients after covid started. I went to their home for the consultation and we stayed very far apart. They stayed on their balcony actually. It's a pretty small home. They stayed on their balcony and I was in the house. And I had some I had a, a helper with me. And um, we didn't do trade day because it was so small. We decided we'll just do the drawings and everything and get our trades to quote off the drawings. And that way we wouldn't have to have them into the client's house right then. And it was early days. It was, you know, March. Things were kind of surging everywhere. So that was fine. We got quotes from all the trades and we did the presentation. But when I did the presentation, I said, as you know, none of the trades have been to your home. So every single thing had a disclaimer on it that these prices um, may change at site visit. And so now the clients have said yes, we got a check and we're scheduling the trades to come for the site visit. It was just a way of, um, we couldn't do a t- typical trade day where I had you know seven or eight people at the house. It just seemed really tricky in a small house. Um, so we did it this way. It's a, a little unusual, I don't recommend it. <laughs> Try to stick to the plan, it's always easier. But uh, anyway, it continues to go on. You know, we may be lucky, this may be, it's going to be a horrible recession for so many, but the reality is every single person is at home who's lucky enough to have a home and they're thinking about the next eight projects they need to do. So we, we may skate through this okay, which is yay us, because we certainly get hurt, you know, we certainly have been hurt by the other recessions.
2: Yeah. I have, I have a friend who's an installer who also said he's super busy. Kimberly, have you found that you're using things like Zoom to meet with clients more than you used to pre-COVID?
1: Yes. And I had my first really yeah. awkward client meeting. They were sitting on their bed for some reason. So I was like, okay, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> um, the two of them in bed and me, and I was like, I feel really uncomfortable. And then finally the client brought it up and said that the internet connection is better in the bedroom. So I was like, oh, thank goodness, because that, it felt weird. I didn't tell them it felt weird, but it did feel weird. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to picture my clients in bed. (laughs) I think that about wraps up the show. (laughs) Yeah. I can't go anywhere from there. Oh, if we were together, we would have our feet in a pool and we would have a drink in our hands, girls.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, we would be planning our, our October retreat in Palm Springs. So, um, yeah. you know, there's going to be a time. It may not be. 20,
1: yeah. 20 yeah. 2021. Not this It'll year, but.
2: But I'm so glad you guys are there. Zoom is better than not
1: seeing you at all. I miss your faces. It sure is. Yes. This is good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Stay healthy. Stay well. Don't drink too much. Before no. the last one. <laughs>
3: Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.